we have to recognize that there's always a purpose in that and how God uh, adjusts our life and changes things in our life. And I remember being a kid, you know, it just seems like at that time, uh, so often, um, I remember thinking, man, that, uh, you know, 30 is uh, forever away. I mean, just like, you know, so far away. And, um, and the reality of it was, man, it, it wasn't as far away as I thought it was going to be, you know? Uh, it was uh, pretty close. And now, 30 seems like an eternity in my rearview mirror. I remember being uh, the kid. I remember being the, uh, the one that was, um, you know, playing in the, in, the, in the yard and hanging out with my family and uh, those kind of things. And I remember thinking, watching my family, uh, and watching my mom and dad and thinking, man, they're, gosh, Lee, that, that's so far away, you know? Uh, they're, they're so much older than I am and that kind of stuff, you know? And then the reality of it was is that before you knew it, before I knew it, here I am. You know, I was 30 years old and had kids, and, and now here I am a little bit past 30, honestly. You know, I'm 48 years old, and um, our kids are a little are older now, and they are uh, building their own life, building their own uh, future. And, um, you know, the, the idea that, that time just keeps clicking along. And as it does, one of the things that, that we have to recognize and, and realize in our lives is that uh, as it clicks along and as things change and as things move on, the one thing that we uh, we recognize is that community and life and all these kind of issues, um, we have to adjust. You know, the Bible says in James 4.14 that our life is, is just a vapor. It appears for a little while and then it, it, it passes away. And man, there's so much truth in that. Uh, we have uh, just these moments that we have before us and, and God orders those moments for us. And uh, as he does, uh, we have the chance to, to make choices, how we want to live those things out and how we want to experience them. And so today we're going to be talking about what do we do when, when things change? And, and what is the power of fellowship and community uh, as those things change in life? And, uh, you know, as, as we adjust to our circumstances and our issues and surprises in life and diagnoses and all these different things, in these moments, uh, we find that relationships are, are what, man, that's what matters most in our life, you know? The, the, who do we turn to? Who do we, um, who do we return to in our life? And who do we, we, we focus on? And uh, that's so important for us as individuals to have those relationships. And we want things to work out okay. We want things to work out well. And I know in my own life, uh, as, as you could attest as well, that whenever we're kind of confused as to what direction to go or how to respond to a certain situation, um, that so often we're looking for that that steady relationship that's been there. I mean, money doesn't matter at that moment, and what we have doesn't matter at that moment, and all these different circumstances in life, they just don't matter. What matters is is who do we love and who loves us, and and where do we turn uh, whenever these things shift and we don't know what to do. And as I think back about my childhood, talking about that, I remember growing up in, uh, with my grandparents in Blossom, Texas, and in Stamps, Arkansas, and I remember playing with my kids and didn't have any worries in the world. You know, I just knew that uh, that I had my family and, and I was there and they were there for me. Um, and that's where I turned immediately. But as time rocked along and you grow up and you begin to have to handle things on your own, and that's kind of where many of us are. Maybe you're driving today and you're listening or you're at home and you're living room with your family and uh, you're uh, tuned in. And I don't know the circumstances you face. I don't know what you're going through. I know mine and the difficulties that I have in front of me and the issues that, that, that I struggle with and that I'm facing. But I'll tell you the one thing that, that is so important, even this morning it's happened to me, getting a text message from someone, a, a family member that, that loves me and says, hey, I'm praying for you. 
um, having friends that you can turn to, have conversations with, having authentic relationships. That's where the power of community comes in. And when, when life shifts and turns, man, it's so important to have that community around you. And for us, you know, I, I, during Christmas, my, we, we watched a lot of Hallmark movies. I don't know if you watched uh, a lot of those Hallmark movies. And, you know, you just kind of get drawn into them, sort of. You know, it's like uh, you, you get into it and, and movies and these happy endings and how everything works out well. And you find yourself sitting there looking at it and, and watching it. And you're thinking, man, I wish that was the case in my own life. You know, I wish I wish that would change for me. I wish that would happen for me. And, you know, we we watch those things. And, and, and I'm sentimental by nature. I, I love moments. I remember when I was a... And a kid and in high school and we'd go on trips and even as an adult I love the first day of a trip and I think man we got eight more days we're heading to Colorado we're heading here to Florida wherever we're going we're going to spend time with family and and because I'm so sentimental I love to to live in the moments I remember taking the agenda when I'd be on like a choir tour trip when I was a kid or and I'd look at it and I'd see the first day and I saw eight more days and 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 man I just couldn't wait uh, to live out those moments but you know life isn't like a Hallmark Channel right life isn't like uh, a movie that has the endings you know the movies I like are movies like there's a movie called uh, The Story of Us with uh, Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer and it's a story about a marriage and it just talks about the struggles that they face and the issues that they face and they battle through it's more of an authentic there's a new series on NBC called uh, This Is Us and I love watching those stories and how they, they work themselves out and how they face tough choices and decisions it's more like real life and the endings aren't so predictable as they are on the Hallmark Channel even though we feel good about watching those things and we feel good about watching movies that encourage us and build us up and give us give us hope uh, at the same time we, we have to leave that moment and we still have to live life we're gonna struggle uh, the Bible says we we're gonna have trouble in this life you will have trouble but we can take heart because Jesus says look I've overcome all this uh, they're going to be disappointments. We're going to face things that are going to happen to us. It's All this stuff's going to happen, but the, the key ingredient is how are we going to respond? How do we respond? What do we respond with? Uh, who do we respond to? Uh, who do we reach out to? You know, this past week, I um, am a child of the 80s. And um, I grew up uh, in the 80s, and I loved the music. I loved everything about it. And uh, I, as, as I was this past week, there was a, a special. I don't know if you've seen it. I, if I've uh, been talking about this a lot this week, a uh, special by, about the New Edition story. And uh, I loved watching the story because it was describing how these guys got started, how they were growing up there in, in, um, in Boston area and, and how that they got discovered by this, this man and they went up to him and wanted to, to, to sing for him and, and that opened a door which led to another door. And, and basically they were, they were just kids, you know, just kids. And they sang and they got worked together and worked hard and, and developed this group called New Edition. And, man, they could dance. I, I, me and Will were talking earlier about Bobby, Bobby Brown and just how those guys could dance. I wish I could dance like that, you know, but, but I can't. And I'm not going to try. I may try, but I'm not going to show you. But I remember watching them as they got older and the, the song Candy Girl. And you see all these things happen. And you're just watching them as a, as a, as a kid, as a, as a teenager. Uh, you're just watching the videos and you're hearing their music. And, and you see that, that part of the life. But it was, so, it was so interesting to watch the series. It was a three-part series, and maybe you can catch it uh, on Hulu or something like that if you missed it. Or maybe they'll replay it. It was on BET Network. And I remember watching it. As I watched it, I began to think, you know what? Um, and I'm not saying these guys are models in life at all. But what I love about it was the reality of the life that they lived and how that it tried to portray that, that they had some serious battles that they had to face. They had issues that they had to overcome, just like anybody else. And as I watched the series and, and I watched them grow, they, 
because they worked hard together, they lived together, they spent so much time together, they developed community. But even in that community and even in that, um, those relationships, things changed. They changed. They grew up. Their mindsets changed. Circumstances around them changed. Things that they thought were solid and, 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 and predictable were unpredictable. And in the midst of all that, they, they faced some battles and some struggles. And so the group went through all these different hardships and, and they went through all this division and, and they faced individual crisis in their life and, and, and they went through all these kind of issues. And it's just like all of us, just like all of you listening today, all of us face individual hardship. All of us face difficulties. All of us go through moments in life that, are, that we don't understand. And so often, as we've talked about before, we try, to pre- we try to portray this image outwardly that everything's okay. We, we find ourselves skipping through life across the water and, and, and not really diving deep, which is what this is all about, just digging deep. And I'm so thankful for godly people in my life, my wife, Donna, um, that has challenged me and, and falls so short in so many areas of my life, for uh, mentors in my life that have challenged me, Stephen, don't just stay here. Dig deep. Go, be authentic. Find the root. Deal with what is really causing the issues. Go to the heart of the matter, you know. And in life, that's what it has. we have to do. And every successful story, every story that ends with redemption, every story that ends in restoration, every story that ends in renewal, forgiveness, every story like that is going to have to come to a place in their lives. Every story is going to have a moment where we have to face things. And, and you know, New Edition has to do the same thing. And in the story, it, it details it out. And I don't know all the details, obviously. I mean, all I know is what they showed and all I know is what they, they shared. But what I love about it was where they had they'd basically just kind of divided and had separated apart for, for a long period of time. And then Ronnie, one of the members of the band, was getting married. And he and his fiance were talking. And, and she asked him, are you, are you gonna invite the guys? And he said, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't think I am. And, and she's like, Ronnie, you guys are brothers. You guys are family. You've been through so much together. Why wouldn't you? And so he invites them to the wedding. And it brings them back to that place where they, they reconnect. And they reestablish those relationships. Because what's interesting is, is that we all want somebody. All somebody that will stand by us. Somebody that will be with us. And, you know, I'm going to share with you in a minute how that relates to our faith. But I had to sh- I had to share with you a new edition song today, and and I love this song, and I and, and I love the words of the song, because it's it's expressing I believe, as they came out of that and and what they faced, it's expressing the desire of so many of our hearts, so many of our lives, what we want in fellowship and the power of fellowship and community. As things change and shift, we want somebody that'll be there, because storms are going to come, right? And as we go through those storms together, it's so important. That first of all, we have that relationship with God individually through Jesus Christ, which we'll talk about in a second. But that we have people around us that will stand beside us. So I had to play this song because I love the song and I love what it says. I love the, the, the meaning of the song. And uh, we'll listen to this together and then we'll talk about it, okay? It's called Can't Stand the Rain.
idea is that I love what he says you know sunny days everybody loves them but but can you stand the rain and, and it's the idea that uh, as I was sharing you know in their story 
they come to this place where they've been divided and, and maybe you're in that place as you're listening today and uh, you may be driving somewhere and you may have relationships that have been severed or you may have uh, things that you're struggling with with other people or whatever the case may be. But, but at the same time, there may be issues that you're facing and you're battling through in life and you, and you need people around you. And I think that's what the story began to, to show was that these guys needed each other. And, and everyone wants to know that there's someone that won't leave their side. Everybody wants to know that there's someone that will be there for us no matter what. Yeah, on the sunny days, it's great. When things are going well, that's awesome. It's so funny, though, because it's like when things get, get difficult, right? It's those moments. And that's where the power of community and fellowship is so essential in our lives that we recognize that we need one another. If you get down even deeper, we, we all come to this place where that as things shift and change, I want you to know that the only way that we can truly have that community and we can truly have those relationships is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. He makes it all possible. God's presence in us. You see, he is he's the master of relationships. He's the master of development. Why? Because he created us. That we talked about a few weeks back. He's the one that in the beginning, he made man in his image. He gave man the capacity to love. He gave man the capacity to, to, to trust and to be committed. And he gave man, woman, to have that relationship to share it with. And then he wanted them then in turn to share that with their children. And then their children would share that out. And it would go all that. Where did it originate? It originated with God. The whole thing is that we need to recognize that we do have someone. There is someone that won't leave us. There is someone that can stand it all. There's someone that that has withstood it all. Jesus Christ. And as I said, I think last week, the Bible says that we have a high priest in Jesus that experienced everything we would experience. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through today, whatever you will go through, whatever is ahead, as, as life shifts and change directions, you can know that Jesus Christ knows how you feel. And not only does he know how you feel, but he can help you as you go through those struggles. You know, the Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter 13, the writer is quoting Deuteronomy, 30, Deuteronomy 31 and, and Psalm 118. And he says, don't love money. Now, it's so interesting. Listen how this reads. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can people do to me. Why would he say don't love money? You know, because all of life is about God and God's love. It's, it's not, it's about accepting that truth. And how did God demonstrate his love? Well, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, that, that whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says in Romans that God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were still struggling, while we didn't know what to do or how to respond, that he still sent his son, Jesus. Why? So that we could have a way to have a relationship with him. Because I'm going to tell you something. He can stand the rain. He can stand anything that we face. And he is the one that gives us the ability to be able to withstand anything that comes our way. The struggles, the issues, the failures, all the, the disappointments, the heartache, the depression, all the things that we may face, the things you may be experiencing right now. I promise you, if you would just stop and say, Lord God, I trust you. I know you sent your son, Jesus, and I know that he has made a way. And I know that through him, I can have life. I know that you understand what I'm going. That's where relationship begins. That's where it all starts. Life is all about God's love and his love for us. And that's what we need to recognize, us accepting that truth and then in turn sharing that truth. Do you see how it works? The reality of it is, is that if we're going to have community and fellowship, whenever things shift and change and directions go different than what we thought they would in those moments i promise you 
we turn to, to something or someone, and that's where we should turn to God. And as we turn to God and He meets our need, then guess what? Then we can in turn share that same love with other people. That's how it functions. That's how it works. That's the whole story. And, and that's what I loved about the new edition story. That's what I love about my own life and, and, and how that God has connected me with so many people. And even as, as I have, as I connect with more and more people in our community and as we connect with more people online, the thing that I want to challenge and encourage you to recognize is, look, we need to love each other. And how do we do that? We do that through a relationship with Jesus Christ. He shows us how to love. He gives us the love that we need. He stands with us in the struggles and the times that we don't know what to do. He's there. And when you look back, man, you see him so clearly. But can I tell you something? Don't wait to look back. Recognize that he's there with you. You know, the Bible says in 1 John 4, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Say that with me. Love comes from God. Check this out. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. Why? Because God is love. Verse 9 says, God showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. What is it? This is real love? Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our, to take away our sins. Watch this. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. He lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression how? Through us. Do you see how it works? That's the thing that we, we need to recognize today as, as life shifts and turns directions and we don't know what to do, as things change, as we face the difficulties. It's not about some superficial relationship. It's about a deep relationship that God created for us. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. And he loves you today, wherever you are. Maybe if you're driving in your car, you're at work, wherever you may be, you may be in your living room, wherever you are. I want you to know, man, God loves you and he is there with you. And all we have to do, the Bible says, is believe. Believe. That we would believe that he sent his son, what, to take away our sin, to pay the penalty for our sin. See, Jesus Christ, he took the full weight of everything, of all mankind, and he made a way for us to be forgiven. Not through our own actions, not through our own deeds. You know, the Bible says that it's by grace that we're saved, through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works. So we can boast. It's not about what we can do. It's about what he does in us and what he has done for us. When we believe, then in turn, we share that love with other people. You ever been there? I've got friends, and I've shared this before, people that have, have lost uh, people that they love dearly, uh, even children and, and family members, and people that have gone through incredibly hard situations. And I watch them live through those moments, and I see the love of Jesus in their life. And guess what? That encourages me. That helps me. Everything that you're facing today, everything you're going through, let, let me tell you something. God will turn all of that for you in, for your good and for his glory, always. And as things turn and shift and change, we need to know what to do. We need to know that, that we can share that love that we find in Christ with other people. You know, and maybe, as I said a while ago, maybe you're in a shifting moment right now. Uh, can I just let you know, my, fam my family and I, we're, we're, we're in that too. Um, we're walking by faith and and working to begin this online ministry and begin this ministry in town. My buddy Will here at True Texas Radio is the same thing. Just walking by faith. We're 
uncertain of certain things and, and, and how things will, will turn out. I mean, we have no idea. But at the end of the day, my hope is in Jesus. Do you know that when I am serving, like right now in this moment, I'm not thinking about my circumstances. They're, they're not even in my mind. I mean, I know I recognize I have them, but because I'm so excited about sharing this with you today, online, I couldn't wait to get here. All the circumstances and stuff disappeared. Now, they're going to be there when I get done. I still have to face them. But the reality of it is, is my hope is in Jesus Christ. And that shows me that when I have that hope in Jesus, I can be, be, be fully confident that he will meet my needs. You know, there's a song that, that I'd like for us to worship together with this morning. It's, it's by uh, Hillsong United. It's one of my favorite groups. I love them. And this song is one of my favorite songs. And it talks about what we do. You know, where do we turn? Um, how do we face issues and struggles? And that relationship with God is essential. And so I want you to, to listen to this. And let's worship together before, and we'll go to our message after we get done with this. But, 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 but I love this song, and, and I hope that you'll, you'll catch the words to it. Uh, it's called Touch the Sky. Incredible song. Fortune lies beyond the stars Those dazzling hearts too fast to climb I got so hard to fall so far But I found heaven as love swept
song I was speaking at an event up in Missouri at a, a church up there and man when that song came on it just absolutely impacted my life and I love the, the phrase where it says what treasure waits within your scars the gift of freedom gold can't buy gosh think about that what treasure lies within your scars the gift of freedom gold cannot buy Money can't buy. That's why Hebrews said, look, don't put your treasure in money. Invest your life in what matters most. That's what Jesus did. I mean, Jesus is the he came down from heaven. I mean, he had has everything. And he gave it all up. What? To come down here onto this earth. To live as we live. To experience all that we would experience. And the whole song says, find me at your feet again. Where do we turn when things shift and change and, and directions go the way that we don't think they should? We, we turn to Jesus. Turn to him. And, you know, so many people become so, you know, well, where was God when this happened? He was there. Well, why did God let God, why did God let that happen? Can, can I tell you something? Folks, we live in a, in, a, in a fallen world. We live in a world that is tainted by sin and selfishness disease, all this stuff. And that's all a result of what happened at the very beginning. Wherefore, by one man, sin entered into the world. And death is passed upon all men. Why? Because all have sinned. We're sinners. That's clear. And so the reality of it is, is that we, and as this song says, we need to understand that we are all going to have scars. Jesus has scars. But his scars are our freedom. Because the scars what remind us of the price that he paid and because God raised him from the dead then we will live because he's alive we are going to be alive your scars today what you're facing the story that's being written in your life as hard as it may be as difficult as it may be that when you have community and fellowship with God through Jesus Christ then you can know and be sure that man he has you and then in turn guess what you and I are able to share our stories as he brings us through, as he redeems us, as he sanctifies and changes us, forms us into what we were meant to be. Not what sin made us, but what God intended for us to be. How many of you are sitting and, and how many of us sit here today and, and we're living life based upon our failures and our struggles? We're, we're living life be, below where God would have us. Uh, Ephesians 2.10 says that you are his workmanship. You're his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus, not to live a guilt-ridden life, not to allow the past to control you, not to let what happened in childhood cause you and affect the way that you live today. As real as those things are, what God wants to do is redeem, restore, heal, bring resolve, bring peace, bring hope. And so just like this phrase says, what, what treasure waits within your scars? The gift of freedom gold can't buy. You see, the scars of Jesus represent the freedom that, that nothing, nobody can give to us, only him. And then in turn, guess what? He shows us how much he loves us and then how we can love other people. 
This morning, real briefly, I, I want to share with you from that thought and the whole idea. And, and there's a passage in John chapter 1 that, that I want to read to you because life is going to shift directions and life is going to twist and turn. And, and as it does, we have to be prepared. And I think there's some things we can learn from, from the disciples of Jesus Christ and how they responded as things changed and begin to change when Jesus came on the scene. The Bible in John chapter 1 verse 35, the Bible says the following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. Now this is John the Baptist. And in the in the verses previous, John the Baptist had baptized Jesus Christ. <clears throat> excuse me. And, and now the next day, uh, John had disciples that were following him. But now Jesus has come on the scene. And, and the Bible says in verse 36, as Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. And Jesus looked around and saw them following. He says, what do you want? These guys come in and begin to follow. He says, what do you want? He said, they replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He says, come and see. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. And when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Hey, listen, at this moment in these guys' life, their direction was changing. They had, they had, had gone a certain direction with John the Baptist. And now Jesus had come on the scene. And, 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 and as he passed by, John says, there he is. And these guys just fall in line behind him. And, and Jesus turns around and says, what do you guys want? And they answered the question, said, we, we, we want to see where you stay, where you, where you live. As your journey changes, there's some things I want you to remember that we can learn from these guys. Number one, as, a, as the journey changes and shifts, never stop following Jesus. Because here's the thing is, as difficult as things may become and as difficult as, as things may be, following him, following his example, learning from him, if you're looking and think, Stephen, I don't know where to start in the Bible. Can I encourage you? Start in Matthew or Mark or Luke or John. Read about Jesus. Read about how he was born, how he, how he grew up, how he became a, a man, the things that he said, the things that he did, the way he lived life. Read about him. Read about Jesus because here's the thing. We want to follow him. And John's disciples, was as things were changing, as, as the landscape of that moment was changing and, and Jesus came on the scene, the first thing that they did was they followed him. And then... I want to encourage you, as you begin to follow me, you know what they did? They, they asked questions, and it was a simple question. They said, he said, look, what do, you, what do you want? They said, well, where are you staying? They didn't really know what to say. You ever been in that moment where you just don't know what to say? You don't know how to respond? Can I encourage you today as, as things shift and change, ask questions. God, Lord, what do you want me to learn? Lord, what are you trying to show me? Find people in those relationships around you that that, that you know and you see the love of Jesus in their life and, and ask them questions. Because here's the thing is, is that one question, that one question that they asked, where do you stay? Where are you staying? And Jesus said, come and see, guess what, guess what happened? They got to remain with him for the rest of the day. They got to spend time with Jesus, listening to what he had to say. I think for us as, as individuals and as people, we've got to recognize that as, as we move forward, the power of community and fellowship is found, first of all, in that relationship with Jesus by following him. But it's also found that we're willing to ask questions. I do not know everything. I don't know everything. They didn't know everything. They were confused. They had been following John the Baptist for a time, and now Jesus has come onto the scene, and, and they didn't know exactly what to do. We, we don't know everything. We need people in our life and guess what there are people that are going to need you in their life today i'm praying that god would guide you first of all into that relationship with the lord but secondly that he would surround you with people 
just like we've been talking about all morning, that we can find that community and fellowship with. And they asked questions and the result was they got to hang out with Jesus, spend time with Jesus for the remainder of the day. Can you imagine the conversation? Can you imagine the confirmation? Can you imagine the things that they learned just in that short amount of time? When we ask the right questions and we begin to seek God's will above our own, then we are going to begin to see things order themselves in front of us. He promises us that. God will change our circumstances as we trust him. Have faith, he says. Believe in me. Believe in me. I will never leave you or forsake you. Then the Bible goes on to say this in verse 40. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the men who heard what John said and followed Jesus. So Andrew is one of the guys that's following Jesus. Andrew goes to find his brother. This is so significant. Get ready. Get ready. Say it. Get ready. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will now be called Peter. Here's the thing I want you to see in this. As things change, as we go through these moments, and we experience and encounter the new things that God teaches us. You see, Andrew had followed Jesus, spent all day with him after he asked the question. And then the next day, what did he do? He went and found his brother. You see, what do we do as things change? We're going to share with others from what we learn. You're, what you're going through, if you're sitting beside someone, you got to look at them right now and say, hey, listen, what you're going through has purpose. God's got a purpose for what we're going through. We don't know the answers. We don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, but God does. And as we ask the right questions, as we follow Jesus Christ, he's going to change our life. This is so powerful. It's so exciting because here's the thing. He wants you then in turn to share with others what he's done in your life, how he has moved in your life, through the difficulties, through the hardship, how he has ministered to you and blessed you and rescued you and healed you and restored you and redeemed you. Those things that he's done, how he's given you purpose. You say, Stephen, I don't feel purpose right now. You're missing the point. I understand that. There are things in my life that I don't feel purpose, but we press on by faith, knowing that God is the relationship that we need most and that he is in control. And then when we are able to experience that, just like Andrew did, guess what we're going to do? We're going to share it with those people we love most. We're going to share it with people around us. And then guess what? They are going to experience radical and life-altering changes too. Hey, look what the, the listen to what the Bible says. It says that, that Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, Your name is Simon, right? Son of John. But now you'll be called Cephas or you'll be called Peter. Because, because Andrew was so changed in that moment of a change in direction for his life, he in turn shared that change with his brother. And guess what? His life was radically changed. In fact, his name was changed. And Peter walked into the scene because of that. Do you get it? Listen, whatever you're facing today, whatever scars are in your life, those things hold purpose. They hold meaning. God will turn them into something for his good and for, for your good and for his glory. And then you in turn will share that with other people. When I walk into a school to serve, when I move into the community, when I hang out with people, I take my story everywhere I go. And it's not the story that we want to live, like we said earlier, this surface value where we're just skipping across the water, but it's digging deep into our life. If facing the thing, the, the one moment in life that causes us to live with paralyzing fear, the thing that causes us to, be, to live guilt-ridden lives, 
Jesus does not want you to live with that. He wants you to be able to be forgiven and move on. He wants you to be able to, res- to be restored. He doesn't want you to be afraid. First John 4 goes on to say, look, perfect love drives out fear. He doesn't want you to be afraid. The enemy does. Because he knows that if you and I are changed, if we find that life-altering change as we shift in directions, he tries to throw things at us to deter us and get us off track. But little does he know that all things... Somebody say all things. All things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. God works everything out for our good and for his glory. These things will happen. And guess what? Then in turn, you can share. So what do you do when things change? Well, you live in community, right? And as things change and shift and God shows you what he's doing, you ask questions. You follow Jesus. Have others pray for you. Even this week, my wife and son both were diagnosed with pneumonia. What did I do? I turned to people that I love, that I'm in community with. Hey, would you pray with us? Would you pray for us? I see this happen all the time on, on Facebook and social media and the way that we can connect with one another. In community, we, we talk. And when we are accustomed to not living at surface value, but we are digging deep into lives, guess what? We'll be changed. And then as we're changed, we'll share that change with other people. <clears throat> and they can experience radical life-altering change. Peter's life was changed forever. Why? Because Andrew's life was changed. The Bible says the next day, the next day, this this was an incredible series of days, wasn't it? The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come follow me. Heaven and earth, he goes through this in verse 44, says Philip was from Bethsaida and Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, we have found the person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Verse 46, Nathaniel cries out, Nazareth, can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip says, come and see for yourself. I love that phrase right there. You come and see. As they approach Jesus, Jesus says this, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. Nathaniel said, how do you know me? Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. And Jesus asked him, do you believe this just because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You see, I'll tell you this. You're going to see even greater things than these. i tell you the truth. You're going to see heaven open up. And angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man. The one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. The final thing I want you to see is this. Is how do you respond when things change? You know, Nathaniel had the same opportunity that Peter did. Philip goes to him and says, hey, Nathaniel, we found Jesus. And Nathaniel comes to Jesus, and he's, and he's very skeptical. You know, he's very leery about this. Why? Because he was from Nazareth. I mean, can anything good come from Nazareth, Nathaniel said. Can I, can I encourage you as things shift and change in your life? Now, I want you to catch this today. You need to let go of, we need to let go of our way of thinking and our false beliefs. You see, because God it may be leading us to some people that we never dreamed would impact our lives. People that have got scars and, and, and things that you can relate to. And so often, we're, we're just like Nathaniel and we think, well, what good can come from over there? Well, I mean, what does he have to tell me? And we isolate ourselves away from the answer that God could give to us. Because why? Because of our way of thinking. Our false beliefs. 
the way that we've always been. You see, because what Jesus wanted to do was change Nathaniel's way of thinking. In fact, he, he told him, he said, you believe because I, I saw you under the fig tree. Let me tell you something. You, you haven't seen anything yet. I, I want to show you even greater things. Do you get it? How often do we not allow ourselves? And, and I want to just tell you how much I appreciate you joining in this morning. Because... How often do we not take that step of faith to allow someone else to speak into our life? Maybe to go to that group that we need to go to that would help us in our recovery. Maybe go and sit down with that individual that, that has gone through things and, and he's openly sharing about things that you are internally struggling with. And you hear him share or you hear her share and you know that God is leading you to say, hey, I'm going through the same thing. That's, that's how community and fellowship work. That's how it all functions is that we, we let go of our way of thinking and we allow others to speak into our lives. Can I tell you something? That's how, how I'm changed. The most powerful moments in my life have been when I was uncomfortable in a conversation. Awkward moments where I had to be honest. Where no longer could I give this persona outwardly. I couldn't impress people anymore with my words. I just had to be real. In fact, years ago, I was in a, in a counselor's office, and uh, his name was Jody Nichols, and I've shared this story often. But I remember being in Jody's office, and 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 we were I'd go, we're going through a series of weekly appointments, and I never forget that the one day I went into his office, and he said we we started talking and we chatted for a few minutes, and then <clears throat> and Jody closed his book, and he would always keep a little notebook and a file in his Bible there in his lap, and he closed the book. He had these little glasses on. He took the glasses off. He set them down. He said, we're done for the day. I said, Jody, I, I just got here. What do you mean we're done for the day? He said, Stephen, he said, you're going to need to come back when you don't know everything. And I was like, what? He said, yeah. He said, I can't help you. He said, I ask you a question, and you always respond with the answer that you think that I want to hear. Man, that stunned me. I said, well, well no. He said, we're done for the day. He said, you take some time to think about this. And, and if you want to come back, come back. But, but Stephen, you, you have to let go of your way of thinking. You have to dig deeper. You have to be authentic. Because the root core of your codependency, the root core of your fear, the root core of your issues is found deeper than where you want to live. Man, he set me back. I went home. And you know what? Spent a little time. I called the office back. I said, I want to come back. Can I tell you something? I went back and through a series of weeks, months, spending time with Jody and then having my wife Donna in my life who has been is unmeasurable, the impact that God has used her to have in my life, to help me become more authentic, to recognize that everything outwardly that I struggle with as I face difficulties and struggles that the way I was responding was based upon what I knew to that point in my life. And Nathaniel responded based upon what he had known to that point in his life. What can what good can come from Nazareth, he said. And what did what did Philip say? Well, why don't you come see? And to Nathaniel's credit, he went. And guess what he found out? He found out that Jesus was truly who he said he was. And the result was he got to see incredible things. How many incredible things are we missing in our life because we isolate ourselves and we stay focused on what we think 
You know, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8, God's talking and he says, You know, my thoughts are not like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We have to let go of our way of thinking. We have to let go of our prejudice and our mindsets and and and, 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 and we have to let go of the way that we have thought and lived to this point. And God is challenging us to, to come deeper. What is the source of that fear, Stephen? Stephen, what is the what is the root of that insecurity? Stephen, what what lies deep within those scars? Because it's those things that I want to show you. And if I let go and and I'll let go of my mentality and say, Lord, I need you more than anything. Do you know what he'll do? He'll change me. Where? From the inside out. Just like the song says so well, my heart beating, my soul breathing. You know, the soul is a seat of what your mind, your will, your emotions. It's, it's what you think. It's what you do. It's how you feel. So many of us live life from how we feel determines what we do, and then we think about it. You know, the Bible says in Romans 12, one and two, to not, not, not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That we would recognize that if as our journey changes directions, as things shift and turn, that we respond by letting go of how we think, but we also let the Holy Spirit renew our mind. Let God change our thinking from the inside out. Let him have us, transform us. And then, then, then God can take you and use you in those same areas to bless someone else. You see, that's the power of community. That's the power of fellowship. That's what we are trying to share with you. And that's why it's so essential and so critical in our lives as individuals that we, that we mirror what Jesus Christ said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love him most. He even said, look, I have, I'm not here to do my will. I'm here to do the will of my father. His relationship with his father was first priority in his life. Why? So that he could have the right thinking. So that he could know the direction that he was supposed to go. And then in turn, as that happens, then we are impacted and we are changed. Then we share that with other people, living in community, engaging into the culture, living life, not at this surface level, but at that deeper level, looking and praying and aware of opportunities that we can be impacted by those around us and where we can share our story with others. You are a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good things that God's ordained for you. And so as we think about and close this, this thought today, as we reflect on the idea that we live life daily, things are going to change, things are going to adjust. Where do we run? Where do we go? How do we respond? You know, there's a song that I want to share with you as we close today, and it's by Hillsong Young and Free, and it's called Where You Are. And I want to play some of it, and I'll make it will to fade it out there at the end a little bit so I can kind of tell you goodbye. But I just wanted to share this with you as you think about this, this whole thought today. 
And I pray that wherever you are, as you're driving your car, as you're working, as you're in your home, or wherever you may be with your family, as you're listening to this message, I pray that you would all, and we would all together recognize how much we need that relationship with Jesus as things shift and change, how our circumstances change. And even now I can sense it as we're getting close to the end of this. Circumstances, hasn't cha- they haven't changed in my life. But you know what God wants? God wants us to change in the midst of the circumstances. Why? Because we can bring glory to him. And then as Jesus said, we can let our light so shine before men that they can see our good works and glory our Father. And you know where I want to be? I want to be where he is. I want to be where he's moving. It's his love that changes us. Listen to this song and we'll close things out. encourage you to realize maybe you've never known a love like this like the song says maybe you never recognized maybe you're in the midst of that circumstance that struggle and you don't know what to do can I tell you something listen I hope that you can sense in this broadcast and in what we share that man God's love has changed us nothing I've done has nothing to anybody else God's love has changed me I'm different because I met Jesus just like Nathaniel someone said come and see and I came and I saw and Jesus has changed me and the result was is that he's connecting with so many people in community. And as we live life, we're going to fail, we're going to struggle. But as we go through that struggle, we can live it together. And as we know Jesus and we experience the change that he does in our lives, then we in turn can live in community with other people. Share that change with them. And guess what? Their lives can be impacted too. I pray today that as God leads you to wherever you go from this point today, and as you face whatever you face, that God would show you he's faithful and that you'll trust him and believe that he will do exactly what he said. And then in turn, your scars, just like we talked about, can be objects of conversation for other people and they can be changed too. Hey, we love you. God bless you today. 
be encouraged. Join us again next week. Find us on Facebook. We'd love to have you there. I'm also on Twitter at Stephen Carroll 77. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.